Hi everyone, my name is Josh Mason and this is the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. This podcast for your favorite promotion in the whole damn world. On this week's show, we'll recap Fresh Blood, talk a little bit about prize possession coming up on Saturday, November 13th, Yarmouth, Maine. And joining me as always, is the owner, the leader of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver, and our special guest, someone I've looked forward to for a while, someone you've heard as a commentator, ring announcer during the road, some of you've heard all that type of stuff. It's a man that once took out Hiroshi Tanahashi's mother for a nice seafood dinner and never called her again. Johnny Torres is here. John, welcome. Ah, thank you so much, Josh. We don't talk about that last thing. We'll keep that between us and all the listeners of the podcast, but thank you for the warm welcome. Yeah, glad to have you here. And uh, and Randy, how was your Halloween? Oh, it was a great one. Uh, it's been a good week all around. I hope everybody's had a great Halloween and excited for uh, the, the Christmas time to come. We're right around the corner from Mariah Carey blasting everywhere. I bet it's going to happen tomorrow. So It's already happening. Buckle up. As we're recording this on Monday, I had some news out of uh, MLW, MLW uh, I guess basically based out of Philadelphia. All the shows are running there. Uh, our guy, Big Beef, is going to be uh, Niles Garvin doing some things with MLW. That's pretty crazy to see. Uh, yeah, they announced officially today that Big Beef has signed a deal with MLW, and I'm super stoked for him. It's an awesome opportunity. Uh, he's 20, I believe, 26 years old, seven years in the game, uh, and has been looking for an opportunity just like this. He's He grinded through the pandemic. He continued wrestling where he could, stayed in good shape, got himself in incredible shape, the shape of his career right now. And uh, he's a motor that's going to keep on running. So to see that, now on a television product with MLW, I think that's going to be awesome for him. So uh, big congrats to him. He certainly deserves it with all the work he puts in. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because they like last week had just kind of released some, some talents they weren't really using saying they were kind of like, I don't know if they really said this, but kind of shortened up the roster and then now they're adding again. So it's kind of interesting, but yeah, he's a, and we've talked about him a lot on this podcast and obviously the limitless fans have seen him just a, a unique presence, personality and, Johnny, I know you've seen a lot of him. Uh, your thoughts on uh, on Big Beef? One of my uh, one of my favorite guys to see around. Uh, he caught everybody's eye, as Randy had said. He was grinding grinding through the pandemic era of wrestling. So during that time when everybody was turning to IWTV, uh, Big Beef was just seemingly killing it on every show that I saw him on, and. You know, he, he he came in and immediately started killing it with Ripper and JD Drake, and all the while has just been you know an, an absolute you know breath of fresh air and a and a bright light in the locker room. So really couldn't happen to a better guy and a and a, and a more battle tested warrior. So MLW got a good one. Yeah, and then a couple other guys, uh, Limitless fans will know in the news and, and kind of doing some things. Obviously, uh, Anthony Green. I was curious why he wasn't on the. On the last show, Randy, that's because he was down in Orlando doing um, some more stuff for AEW. Yeah, and the guys from uh, Waves and Curls uh, getting some work on uh, last weekend, last Wednesday taped in uh, in Boston against FTR. That match just aired tonight as we, uh, we record this. So, yeah, those guys getting some, uh, they get a huge pop from the crowd. They were, uh, they were really popular there. That they are. They're popular everywhere they go. And it's just kind of infectious energy with those guys that it's, it's hard to be explained, but it's, easy to experience uh they're great additions to any room great additions to any card uh very happy for their success and very happy to see them on a platform like that because you look back at where they were a year and a half ago when we were first starting the road and they were relative unknowns to like the world of limitless wrestling and our fans 
And they really burst on the scene big time and got themselves opportunities on some of the closed taping shows that we did throughout 2020 into 2021. And now uh, we've not only seen him in Herman, but we saw him in Yarmouth at Fresh Blood. So uh, I think you'll continue to see them in Limitless Wrestling and hopefully all over the place. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's look back at Fresh Blood, take a quick look back. And speaking of Waves and Curls and Alec Price and, and everything we're, we're going to be talking about later with what we're building towards with a uh, prize possession uh, overall. Yeah. Eight match show took place in Yarmouth, Maine. And Johnny, just kind of get your overall thoughts on, uh, on the show, fresh blood, uh, fresh blood. It's, it's momentous every year. It's a, it's a change of gears and of can sometimes lead to a changing of the guard. Um, we always see really cool debuts. Uh, we definitely saw some really cool returns, uh, fresh blood it kind of continues to raise raise the bar for itself each year to the point where fresh blood 2021 just happened and like as i'm leaving i'm thinking to myself fresh blood 2022 when we hit that next october is going to be even more insane so but looking at 21 uh yeah not an event to miss N- no limitless wrestling event is one to miss but definitely catch this so, Randy, you are the toughest critic, as any owner is, of their own product. What, uh, what were your thoughts on how the night went? Um, I mean, overall, I think it was hit and miss. That's what it felt like to me in the moment. And I think that's literally what I texted you the next day. It was uh, some stuff felt great. Some stuff felt weird. And I think sometimes with a show like this where there are so many returns, debuts, or just in general, like people – that the Yarmouth main crowd may have not seen before. Uh, you're not always going to get the same energy in general in a situation like that. So putting that aside, I think everything in ring was really fun. Like I think top to bottom on the watchback is going to be a very fun show to see. But uh, in the moment, I think it was hit and miss. There were some things I would have done differently. And obviously we did have some changes to the card, which I think we'll talk about at the top of this that were uh, super last minute. So it threw kind of a shift into everything. All right, good segue. Let's get her into it. First match of the night, the man himself, Ace Romero, taking on Ricky Smokes, picking up the win. Ricky Smokes, obviously, with uh, Ava Everett in his corner. However, we talked about in the previous show, this is supposed to be Casey Navarro. We were talking about the size difference and all these different things. But, Randy, what happened to Casey? So, uh, leading up to the show, we still do have a COVID protocol in place for all performers on the show. Casey, a couple days ahead, was not feeling great, um, got himself a COVID test. It was negative. It was a negative rapid test, but um, he had continuous symptoms that could have been COVID, and we didn't really want to take that chance for his health, for Ace's health, for anyone's health in the room. Uh, it's just not something that you want to risk. So uh, Casey and I, you know, it was a difficult decision, of course, but uh, there was no other decision to make we decided to hold off on this one and we are going to get Casey into limitless wrestling at some point when the schedule links up for both of us. But um, definitely a bummer because uh, I was looking forward to it. Casey was looking forward to it. And I think a lot of fans were looking forward to it, especially uh, the matchup with Ace Romero. But I think Ricky smokes who ended up being the replacement for Casey Navarro provided a similar fight to Ace Romero. So The preparation Ace may have done for this match may not have changed, but it's obviously kind of a monkey wrench thrown into things because you also have Ava Everett on the outside with Ricky. She certainly made her presence felt, but Ace Romero was able to get the better of Ricky. The second time he's gotten the better of Ricky in a limitless ring. The first one was on the road, I believe, season one. So Ace 2-0 against Ricky Smokes. 
Um, and congratulations to Ace as well, um, not to get off track here, but uh, just made official today as well. Ace is going to Germany in 2022 for WXW, which is awesome. So wow. uh, he'll be doing a tour there and uh, got himself a win here over Ricky Smokes. No kidding. Wow. Talk about a second. Uh, Johnny, what, uh, what, what do you remember out of this match? So one thing I got to say here, so just to sort of, of lightly repaint the scene, AC comes out, explains what happened with Casey, and then out comes Ava Everett to bring out Ricky Smokes. And there's one thing I got to say about Ava Everett, credit where it's due, give the devil her due. Um, Ava dropped that monstrous art canvas death match to love dog and immediately shifted gears immediately formed art in herman and then brought it to yarmouth ava everett the creator is bringing ricky smokes and subsequently as we'll find later on aaron rourke up to another level but it's something to say about her ability to shift gears you know, some people would be licking their wounds after losing such a momentous match like that. That Love Doug situation had been running for a long, long time. So, like, credit where it's due. And Ace Romero had to definitely deal with a shift of gears when Ricky Smokes. Because that first match that we saw on the road was very much like Ricky Smokes fresh out of the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And Ace Romero, the one who had sort of looked after Ricky a little bit when he was starting to get his wings on the road. And then, so part of this match, and you'll see this bleed into the match when you go and watch it back, is there's definitely some frustration in Ace Romero sort of trying to beat this new attitude out of the smoke show. But be that as it may, I don't know if the attitude left him, but Ace Romero got the win and Ricky Smokes, another outstanding showing. Earlier talking about Waves and Curls, they uh, took on Prestigious, Waves and Curls, plus mentioned Love Doug. Prestige is trying to get back on the winning track. Had a tough couple of uh, rough outings recently. And Randy, they were able to pick up the win and uh, the Alba list Prestige is back on the winning track. Hey, good for them. I, th- I think they really needed this one. <laughs> good for them. Oh, boy. 100% needed it because you lose at Euphoria. I, I, you can blame that on John Alba all you want. He's the one who tapped out. And you guys get a main event position in Herman, Maine, and they can't get the job done. So now it it does have people, even though the first loss you can throw on Alba, it does have people looking at him a little differently. Like, okay, in a situation where they do not have an advantage on the outside, they don't have John Alba pulling the strings, can they get the job done in big match situations? And this was another one. Waves and Curls making their Yarmouth debut. Love Doug coming off the win of his limitless career, defeating Ava Everett. You had to believe they had a lot of momentum going into this. Waves and Curls has been on fire all throughout New England, all throughout the Northeast, and now, as we said, on AEW television tonight. So, Yeah, uh, Johnny, obviously Prestige, we've, we've talked about a lot on this podcast, and Randy mentioned they just they needed to get something. How did they look to you out there? There's always been, like, an almost an excess of raw talent between the three of them. We've, like, especially if you trace it back to the Let's Wrestle days when they were all individually singles and they were all individually impressive. And, like, they're continuously, put, like, working the kinks out of this trios game, especially now that John Alba's out of the company. And as you as you had both kind of said, they put it together tonight in a, in a fashion that they really needed to. Um, I think for Waves and Curls, especially that that live Yarmouth debut, that's a that's a daunting debut for anybody. Yarmouth's a Yarmouth's a really special place, and it's sort of a vacuum when you walk through that curtain the first time. So, 
you know, I, I, I kind of chalk it up to that first time energy for waves and curls, but I look forward to seeing them back in Yarmouth as well, but hats off to prestigious. You know, what's and hilarious that, looking yeah. back is uh, a couple weeks ago, I posted the 2020 let's rumble, which is at this point, uh, two months shy of two years ago, but not that long in the grand scheme of things. And throughout that match, you just see Mac Daniels, BRG, and Channing Thomas beating the shit out of each other. So how far <laughs> they've come, it's pretty crazy just in a couple years' time. Yeah, and you know, what, you know what's interesting is yeah, we were talking before we started recording about the – I was just kind of going back and listening to some old uh, Limitless podcasts for whatever reason I hadn't listened to yet. The December 24th, 2020 Vacation Land Cup uh, review show. John Alba actually says that he was interested in managing, uh, managing these guys. And it was just kind of one of those things you were just like, yeah, I guess so. I can see because you started making fun of their hair and all that, Randy. It was just kind of one of those things, just like a little like kind of breadcrumb back in the day. It was kind of you know interesting more almost a whole year later to kind of see how everything evolved. It's crazy how it works. I mean, John Alba, master communicator behind the scenes. So uh, he gets shit done and maybe, maybe not as quickly as everybody, but he's always moving. He's always got some kind of moving and shaking. He's doing, he's a shyster, but, but he got the job done. I mean, he got them into limitless wrestling. So uh, it's been a success. I think for all four kind of solidifying themselves and limitless with each other. Hmm. Mastermind or beginner's luck. I guess we'll have to see how that turns out. Keeping uh, speaking of not beginner's luck, Davy N continuing her strong bid. 2021 looking for uh maybe title shot maybe other stuff who knows defeating the dastardly charles mason and johnny davian keeping on a roll no doubt about it um she's probably been the toughest one of the toughest outs if not the toughest out on the roster uh pretty much since like since before the pandemic but she turned it up to a whole new gear really starting with pandemic of the dojo and it's only been this constant crescendo since um, she's really going back and crossing all her T's, dotting all her I's with anybody that had previously, you know, stepped to her, might have beaten her, might have gotten her way, gotten their way. And Charles Mason was one that she crossed off the list. And um, I mean, you might remember Mason in that in that tag match from quite a while ago with Ava Everett tapped out Davian with that guillotine choke while she was working with Becca, the scrunchie squad, toughest out on the roster at this point. Charles Mason felt it. Yeah, and Randy Davian continue across names on the list, like Johnny mentioned, and heading over to, to maybe bigger and better things. Who knows? Yeah, she's at least put Charles Mason in the rear view, along with John Alba, along with Ava Everett. Uh, it's kind of been the revenge tour of Davian throughout the uh, last half of 2021. So she's certainly making a bid for title contention. Uh, she almost had this one via disqualification. I was surprised she didn't because uh, Charles Mason, once again, introducing a foreign object into the ring. I uh, got very close to slicing the top of her forehead, and uh, luckily she was able to power through. Referee did not call the match, and instead, Davian, uh, behind the referee's back, smashed Charles Mason over the head with a chair that he introduced. He's trying too many things he's striking out on right now. He doesn't really have a grip on himself, it feels like, in the ring, and uh, I guess he uh, he took that to Twitter. I'm not sure if you saw that video, Josh. I'm sure you did, Johnny. Oh, God. I certainly did. I certainly did. Do you want to talk about that now or you want to what, oh, there was, what was what was crazy is there was like there was a groundswell of support to find this photo. Uh, someone sent me like a, a Yarmouth community group post that had like 30 shares on Facebook within 
hours of that being posted. So uh, I do appreciate everyone's concern for beef. I know he did as well, but Charles Mason that night posting a video with the photo and just burning it up in his hands, the photo of beef and his late dog Yoshi. And uh, obviously we're going to, we're going to talk about it later, but that's the situation or should I say the little stunt from Charles Mason is going to be handled. Yeah, make sure to talk about that uh, yeah, in, in a couple of minutes. Let's uh, keep going on the card. So obviously a few things that uh, shifted around. Aaron Rourke, uh, t- uh, flanked by Ava Everett and, of course, Ricky Smokes, defeating Rip Bison, a rare Limitless Wrestling DQ. So what happened in this one, Randy? Well, this one, it's just a mess to keep track of if you're Rip Bison because you couldn't take your eyes off the ball, but you had to with Ava Everett and Ricky Smokes being ringside with Aaron Rourke. And this is Aaron Rourke's official Limitless Wrestling debut, brought in by Ava Everett and Ricky Smokes as a part of this art project that she's putting out there. And uh, honestly, Aaron Rourke, very impressive competitor. He's out of the Creative Pro Wrestling Academy in New York. Uh, We've seen him in Let's Wrestle before, went one-on-one with Aiden Agro, which you can see for free on YouTube. Uh, What a way to make your debut, to be able to have a victory over Rip Bison. This, as I said, a mess for Rip to keep track of because... Number one, you got Ava Everett screaming, looking to slap you on the ring apron, looking to get her hands on you any way possible. Here comes Ricky Smokes, referees tied up, trying to get those two out of there before any contact is made and a disqualification happens. And behind his back, there's Aaron Rourke with an art canvas. And we've got a fight over the art canvas as he tried to swing at Rip Bison. Rip Bison grabs a hold of it. And uh, unfortunately, we've seen this happen before. I know you have Johnny Torres. I think it was back on a student show earlier this year. Someone's swinging something at Rip Bison. He's going to try to get his hands on it and swing it back. And he did that at a bad time as the referee turned around, got himself disqualified. But uh, I certainly don't think after speaking with Rip Bison that this is anywhere near over with Art. Johnny, you get the same sense? <laughs> no doubt about it. He was, guy was, Ripper was fuming leaving the ring there and Aaron Rourke straight up hightailed it. Um, it's not, not, a. I mean, Aaron Rourke is as agile as they come, but that was as much of a styles clash. That was as, as, as unfamiliar waters as Aaron Rourke has ever found himself. in. as somebody as powerful as Rip Bison, he uh, wanted to be in there and out of there as quickly as possible. And, and, and one, he accomplished that in his own way. Yeah. And angry Rip Bison is not someone I would want after me. That's for sure. Terrifying. Uh, Earlier, we talked about, uh, speaking of terrifying, Big Beef, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He took on what is now his uh, fellow MLW roster mate and Davey Richards. Dave Richards making his Limitless Wrestling debut as part of Fresh Blood. And Randy, Big Beef picking up the win. And tell us all about that. And then also uh, having Davey Richards in for the first time. Awesome match, first of all. This, it felt like a spectacle. Like, uh, there was an atmosphere in the room. It's, it's very cool to experience a match like that in person. And uh, it kind of just, you felt like you didn't know what was going to take place. You didn't know what was going to happen. This was kind of a styles clash with Davey Richards literally attempting to kick through Big Beef's chest. Some of the loudest kicks I've ever heard in my life. Big Beef certainly needed something to kind of turn it around for him. And this was a big opportunity. We talked about it last week. It was sink or swim for Big Beef. And he's swimming right now. He got by Davey Richards. And I think after talking with Davey, I think you're going to see him back in Limitless real soon. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, Johnny, what'd you make of uh, David Richards limitless wrestling debut? Uh, even coming in when this match first got announced, I always thought the the path to victory for big beef was going to be weathering that storm, that Davy Richards storm. Cause those kicks are monstrous. And to actually hear them 
in the Yarmouth Amvets, you know, I mean, you you get you get the impression already that they're that they're concrete thick when you hear it on a on a DVD or on a stream. But my God, it echoed through that room. Um, yeah, Davy Richards would love to have him back. We've been seeing no shortage of Eddie Edwards lately. Wouldn't mind seeing some singles. Wouldn't mind seeing some tag hint, hint nudge nudge. But um, yes, very much very happy to see Davy Richards there. Huge win for Big Beef. Um, yeah, looking forward to the next chapter, Davy Richards and Limitless. Hmm. Can't say anything. It must be a must be a tag team somewhere, Randy, that might be able to give Richards and Edwards a run for their money. I can't think of it. Top of my head must be just the candy from Halloween, but I'll, I'll think of it later. Uh, speaking of tag teams, the main event in Nolo Katano. These guys have been uh, tearing it up. Obviously, in Limitless, we've been talking about these guys for for quite some time. Fan favorites against fellow fan favorites, MSP, and the returning. Goddamn Troy Nelson himself. However, Troy Nelson not picking up the win. He and MSP losing to the main event, Nola Katano. And Johnny, what uh, obviously, you know, Troy has uh, been with you on the commentary desk before. You guys have seen each other's shows, plenty of time, know each other quite well. How do you look at his comeback and, and what happened? So, Top Shelf is one of the hardest competitors to game plan for. He's one of the most misdirectional pro wrestlers I've ever seen. Uh, that being said, like the rust was there for him. You know, he wasn't wasn't completely him his old top shelf self, but um he knew that. He knew that and he was worried about it before the match. And then I immediately spoke with him afterwards and he confirmed that exact thing, but he had also confirmed that he's just getting right back on the horse and getting back to work and he's gonna show that he's still the best years of, of his vintage are to come. I did hear a rumor that perhaps Troy Nelson may have been drinking too many Trulies because I know the MSP has been seen drinking those in Yarmouth before, and I, instead of his usual ten percent and stuff. So maybe I think I think the mix of alcohol has shifted or something like that. But that's uh, well, those those sugary drinks they'll get you. Yeah, the sugary drinks. You got that right. You got that right. Uh, all right, almost done here on the card. Uh, Becca taking out. This was this was one of the uh, I guess most anticipated debuts in Limitless in quite some time. Taking out Trisha Dora and Becca defeating Trisha Dora in her uh, listening debut. And then afterward, Randy getting attacked by Brad Cashew. This goes back to Herman. What what happened here? And, and obviously this will lead in prize possession in a few minutes. But I mean, Becca, this big win and then Brad Cashew ruins it, tries to ruin it. Yeah, um, I think Brad obviously still salty about the 31 second loss at Dancing on Thin Ice and Herman uh, to Becca. I'm sure that's tough to get over, but stealing a moment like this from Becca, who that's a big victory. Trisha Dora is tearing it up on the scene right now. It was an awesome match. Um, awesome to have Trisha Dora in the locker room in general. People were very excited to see her in Yarmouth for the first time. I think she'll be back very soon as well, but uh, didn't get the job done against Becca. She was able to pull out the win against one of the top females in the sport right now, in my opinion. And, didn't really have a chance to soak that moment in. You know, she uh, luckily had an embrace with Trish post-match. She got that. And uh, then Brad Cashew, not only nailing her with a back kick, but with a textbook as well. Just insult to injury here with Brad the grad. But Davian hit the ring very quickly. And it seemed like, and Johnny Torres, obviously you were there as well, so you can vouch for this. Uh, Davy was trying to get the match set up for her to wrestle Brad Cashew in Yarmouth on the 13th. But... Uh, Becca had other ideas, and she grabbed the microphone, challenging Brad Cashew. Not only that, but saying, you know, last time I was in the ring with you, I beat you too. So uh, 
maybe some friction between her and Davian over who is going to challenge Brad here. But Becca, obviously, after getting laid out like that by Brad, I'm sure she'd love nothing more than to get another match with him in Yarmouth. Johnny, your thoughts? Well, no doubt about it there when it comes to Brad Cashew, the, uh, the, the sour grapes there when he, when he delivers a lecture longer than the actual match that follows. Guy was droning on for, what, Randy, at least, must have been like three to five minutes worth of, I want to say it was like uh, n- neurobiology or something like that. And um, Becca came in and then 31 seconds later, here we are. But yeah, no, Brad Cashew, no shortage of sour grapes there. Completely ruins the moment out of what was, as was already said, an outstanding match. Um, for any of you that haven't gotten the pleasure of seeing Trisha Dora live, uh, definitely buy a ticket to the next time she's in your area because that, in my opinion, is the coolest theme song on the independence today. My word. Uh, Waves and Curls caught me uh, caught me vibing at, uh, at commentary <laughs> as she was making her entrance. So, uh yeah, yeah, guilty as charged, but um, can't say enough good things about Trisha Dora in that match with Becca, and uh, Becca's going to get some wild com- comeuppance with Brad Cashew. And Randy, great pun with uh, saying salty when it comes to Brad Cashew. Well done there. Well done. <laughs> Unintended, but there you go. <laughs> and then we go to the main event of the evening, number one contenders match. We talked about it a lot. Alec Price, the prize, defeating JT Dunn to earn the shot at prize possession. Finally, one-on-one, Alec Price is going to get his shot at Limitless World Champion Anthony Green. And Randy, I've heard a lot of great things about this match. Heard it was a banger, awesome, one of the best of the year. Your thoughts? My God, what a match. Had so much fun just watching this match because uh, this is another one. You you felt like uh, it took so many twists and turns, you didn't know what was going to happen. These are two guys uh, at the top of their game right now, in my opinion. I think JT has come back to Limitless Wrestling rejuvenated. He has had a mixed bag as well with results, but he's put together an impressive resume, defeating Becca at the Vacation Land Cup and then Lee Moriarty before that to really earn himself a spot in the VLC this year. Actually took Alec Price out of the finals, so this had to feel good for Alec Price, who not only felt that in August, but in September as well, after his fatal four-way victory, after shaking the hand of Lee Moriarty, ate an elbow to the back of the head from Dunn, who then laid out Moriarty himself. You know, there was some tension going into this one between these two, but Alec Price, able to weather the storm of JT Dunn, somehow able to navigate through and connect with the surprise kick the back of the cranium, and that did it. Johnny, Alec Price has been surging and limitless. He has been served outside the promotion as well for anyone that's been following his career against big names in and out. Obviously, uh, in Limitless, uh, recently the big win over Eddie Edwards. I mean, he's just, he's cruising. He's, uh, if you, you know, sports analogies, he is, he's basically fight analogies. He's peaking at the right time as he goes in here and tries to take the world title away from a very game, Anthony Green. But he's, he might be the guy to do it. No argument here, Josh. Uh, Randy and I, and there's plenty of others, have had the pleasure of having a front row seat from for Alec Price since day one, really just seeing how hungry he is, how tuned in he gets whenever he's even within earshot of professional wrestling. His whole face just completely lights up, you know, and for the longest time, it was like there was an attitude concern about Alec Price, and Alec hasn't changed 
ev- the rest of the world changed around him, but Alex's song has always, for the most part, been the same. He's the prize. He's coming for what's his. It's time to be recognized. He's been singing this song since Let's Wrestle, and he's finally there. He's finally at the top of the mountain. It's been great to watch the ride, especially against a guy, for it to all come to a head, like against a guy like JT Dunn, who on paper has been one of the best in the scene for a decade. It all came together at the right time. Peaking at the right time was absolutely the perfect way to put it. I can't wait to see Alec Price and Anthony Green. And Randy, I was actually not in attendance at the show. How the uh, how the fans react to Alec Price? We talked a lot about the, you know, he's uh, he's trying to get a little bit more cheers here in in uh, in recent weeks and months and so on. How was uh, how the crowd take the take to the victory? They were on their feet, which is insane. I mean, if you were in the room in June of this year, you would not have seen this coming for October. Uh, no, no way. way. No way. It was, uh, it's just night and day. And it's so crazy how, uh, how quickly people have got behind Alec Price. Um, Going to be a very interesting atmosphere in the room for Alec and AG because there, there's a time. And, and, and we kind of felt that a little bit with Daniel Garcia and Anthony Green as well in September where, you got to choose at that point. Who who are you riding with? Who who are you taking to the end? Is it Alec or AG? And uh, people are going to have an interesting decision on their hands on the thirteenth. Mm. Yeah, and speaking of the thirteenth, we'll transition in there. Prize possessed Saturday, November thirteenth, seven thirty p.m. Yarmouth and Vets. You know the location. You can get tickets obviously at limitlesswrestling.com. And again, we talked about the main event: Anthony Green versus Alec Price. I actually talked to Alec Price for half an hour last week for my podcast for the Wrestling Observer website. And he's, uh, he's ready. You can say that he's ready. I love learning about his backstory. I didn't know a ton about it. So we, yeah, we shot the shit for half an hour about how we get into the business. Um, this run that he's been on, and I'm, I'm not just saying this. I read over this list of names of guys he's beat or competed with this last year. It's like a lot of guys in limitless ring, you know, Danny Garcia, Lee Moriarty, JD Drake, Ace Romero, Anthony green, Eddie Edwards and people that he's, you know, wrestled outside the promotion, like Josh Alexander, um, you know, in promotion, obviously Dan house. And he's like, you've got to forget some of the names. I kind of read those over to him and it's crazy just how much he's been able to, to kind of shoot up the ranks here. And then, you know, again, we'll preview this more next week, but uh, Anthony green, you know, people can't sleep on AG either. He came back, he won the title, defeated Danny Garcia's long range champion, and uh, this is going to be a fight, man. This is going to be great and, and uh, has the potential, I'd say, uh, Johnny, be one of the best matches in Limitless history. No pressure on these guys, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. Two of the best game planners around. They're two of the hardest guys to plan for. Um, Anthony Green, from the day I met him, has always been the guy who busts out something that nobody else on the on the entire event has even seen before, both people in the audience and people behind the curtain. And then on the other, Alec Price is that in the present now. Alec Price continues to innovate and invent maneuvers that people haven't even thought of before or haven't been pulled out in, you know, 15, 20 years. So this is this is absolutely a volcano ready to erupt. And yeah, this is really the proper, I don't know, I'd consider it like a limitless season finale if we're going by Netflix terminology. Uh, and we'll go down the rest of the card real quick. Big, we talked about this earlier. Big beef taking on Charles Mason. This is a a grudge match extraordinaire. Uh, this is based on obviously the the stolen picture that Randy was talking about earlier. And this thing on like 
I had seen other people that are outside the limitless sphere tweeting about this. Like, I, I can't even make this up. I'm like, what missing picture? Lim I, I, like, I was like, what is going on here? And then I, I kind of like watched the video and all that stuff later. And I'm like, wow. Because actually people were like really concerned that this photo was lost. And then all kind of tied in and uh, the dastardly Charles Mason. I don't know. He may have bitten off more than he can chew here, Randy. This is, uh, is going to be a pretty angry big beef on Sunday, on, uh, Saturday the 13th. Well, honestly, I hope Charles Mason bit off more than he can chew because I'd love nothing more than watching Big Beef beat the shit out of that sick freak Charles Mason. So maybe we don't have to see him again, but just sick. Charles Mason is just sick. And uh, I don't know if Big Beef is the guy out of anyone in the locker room that you could have taken something from. I don't know if it would be Beef for me, you know, like that. That's this is a very bold person to rile up, you know, and I, I hope that you know, Charles Mason knows what he got into here because I think he's just unlocked a big beef that we have may never have seen before. And I don't know if we'll see it again at this level. A couple other matches. Uh, we talked about earlier, Becca versus Brad Cashew, the rematch, the challenge accepted Brad Cashew, hopefully lasting longer than uh, 30 some odd seconds. And then this one, this, I saw this and I'm like, wow, this is, this is good. Actually great. Anthony Henry, the returning uh, one half of the work horseman, Obviously, uh, had done some work in uh, NXT as well. Their losses uh, are gain. Taking on JT Dunn and Johnny, this this match, I'm, I'm not blowing smoke. This match is going to be incredible, I think. It's going to be a, all sorts of face shifting going on here. So first of all, two of the best strikers going in independent wrestling today. Anthony Henry came back and like almost like, and, and this all credit to MSP, but Anthony Henry nearly picked them apart on his own. He was doing that at one point. If you go back and watch the match back, he came back in like, and he was already a million bucks before he, before he left, before he went off to, to brighter pastures, brighter lights, but he came back a billion dollars. His kicks are harder than they've ever been before. I hope JT isn't going into this expecting that it's the Anthony Henry that he's wrestled in years past because this is this is completely different. This is Super Saiyan Anthony Henry. Randy, how, how did you when did this idea come about? Because this is this is a banger, man. This is great. Well, I'm I'm very excited for this one. Um, Anthony Henry, we have not seen in a singles match in Limitless Wrestling since 2017. Uh, he's 2-0 and as a singles wrestler. He's undefeated when he's on his own with no J.D. Drake. But we just haven't seen it in a while because it's really been a tag team focus for Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, really, until J.D. kind of broke out as a singles wrestler in Limitless Wrestling at the end of 2019. So uh, Anthony Henry obviously had his stint with NXT, and like you said, their losses are gain. He's back, and uh, just like Torres was saying, the dude's a machine. He was on another level at Euphoria. He was picking apart MSP like I've never seen him do before. And that feels like an amazing test for both him and JT Dunn. And JT obviously coming off a crushing defeat. Anthony Henry has a chance here to catch JT potentially at the right time when things are going downhill after a big match loss. Uh, you got to wonder where JT's head is at. But against one of the top technicians in the game, this could be a great bounce back for JT to get back on the board. So... Uh, big match for both competitors. And earlier talking about people biting off more they could chew. Kevin Blackwood has a very, very large man in his path coming up on the 13th. Jake something who you can see how big this guy is on TV. Until you see him in person, you have no idea. <laughs> this guy is absolutely massive. And he hits hard. 
bad intentions and he is coming back to Yarmouth uh, in just a couple of weeks, Johnny. It's terrifying also how athletic and agile Jake something is. The guy can really do it all. Um, so the fact that power is his primary bread and butter, um, yeah, I don't have a good feeling, especially uh, there was that clip that 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 went on the Limitless Twitter earlier of Jake, Shum Jake something just sending Kevin Blackwood cowering. And I'm wondering if that's really foreshadowing what we're going to see a prize possession. Hope uh, Kevin Blackwood gets his over his jet lag pretty quickly for this one. <laughs> I do think this could be another situation of biting off more than you can chew because Jake something has been requesting this matchup for months since June, since he had a limitless championship opportunity and Kevin Blackwood was really the thorn in the side, interjecting himself and costing Jake something to match, taking his eye off the ball to deal with Kevin. And it ended up costing him with a pile driver from Garcia. And then, course the garcia lock putting him away but uh jake's wanted this one for months now the schedules line up and as soon as they did we we're gonna make it happen so uh i'm stoked to see this and uh excited to see what happens in kevin's return here with no daniel garcia by his side and other talent slated to appear on the show art we talked about them a lot ava aaron and ricky msp and randy you're bringing jigsaw back to maine how about that yeah, first time in over nine years, Jigsaw making his Limitless Wrestling debut and return to Maine. I believe the last time he was here was for The Great Escape, Chikara, at the Strive Center in Portland. So it's been quite some time. Uh, very excited to have him in the house. And uh, he's got an interesting challenge on his hands that we'll talk about next week. Good stuff. Good stuff. Any, any other uh, news on the card you want to break on your own podcast, Randy? I don't think anything yet, but... Pay attention to Limitless Wrestling socials this week at LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we've got a few more matches, obviously, to add to this card, and I think we'll get going on that later this week. Good stuff. Yeah, LimitlessWrestling.com as well for all your ticket and merchandise needs. Uh, and also, uh, one of the things I forgot to ask about with Fresh Blood, when is that coming to IWTV? So uh, I believe by the time that you hear this, we'll probably have an announcement on the Dancing on Thin Ice air date and then... I think probably by the next time we talk as well, we'll have an air date set for Fresh Blood. So uh, stay tuned to the socials for that as well. But uh, one of them is coming within the next week. So uh, just good stay stuff. tuned on that front. Good stuff. And obviously a good point, good point to bring up that if you're not subscribed to independentwrestling.tv, you can do so now with the code LIMITLESS. You watch well over 100 hours of Limitless Wrestling plus any wrestling from all over the world, including, fellas, I don't know if you saw this last night. I don't know if you're into like hardcore death matches. But I watched Onita versus Matt Tremont from H2O last night. It kept me up a little bit longer than I thought. That shit's crazy, man. I mean, oh, I, know I was they watching did. that shit. You did? What, what, so what do you, I mean, obviously, we had the, uh, the Art Canvas death match, but this was something with, obviously, this was at um, Trenton, the Trenton Thunders Outdoor Baseball Stadium. And this was like, that, that was something like completely different level. I loved it. I, uh, I, I love to watch it, but I hate to promote it because um, <laughs> it's just like there's so many variables. And with a lot of the venues that we particularly run, uh, they're a little tight about things that happen like that. You know what I mean? So um, you do have to find like uh, a good situation for something like that to flourish. And I think that Tremont did, and it was uh, it was quite a spectacle, but really, really fun and intriguing to watch. I was legitimately on the edge of my seat, and I think a lot of people can say that. And there's not much 
in wrestling that I think gets you to feel that way today. So I think that's a job well done. Johnny, you've been ever involved in any death matches? Uh, I think Randy's been in attendance for a couple street fights around the Brewer Fairfield area once upon oh, yeah. a time in like 2011, 2012. Did you ever do awesome. a fans bring the weapons match? I've done three of them. Wow. Okay. I got, yeah, the, the Super Primer Brothers was one of them. Hell yeah. Throwing it back there. They, somebody brought somebody brought me a VCR. I did Death Valley Driver on a VCR. A DVD <laughs> on a VCR for those keeping track. Love it. Nice. Nice. For, actually, Johnny, for those that aren't familiar with you, for the, maybe they just know you just from, from commenting, tell, tell everybody real quick a little bit about your past. And, you know, for those people that don't, that don't know or may think they know, but really don't know. So uh, I wrestled as Johnny Miyagi for quite a while. I, did, I started in 2008, hung in there for around 10 years, about 500 matches, give or take. Uh, Lound mostly like the Western Mass, Connecticut area. So we were talking about like EWA a little while ago. Um, any PW, any FW, a lot of the, like, anything around the Western Mass, Northern Connecticut area. And then I started coming up to IWE with Bobby Ocean, who was a regular on IWE events at the time. This was, I think, 2011. And then um, had been continuing to do shows up in Maine, uh, IWE, NWA on fire, um, any of the wrestling is stuff. Uh, did a couple shows for Beyond. Um, in their early days, the Bridgewater, Massachusetts days, um, they might be on IWTV. I don't know if the Bridgewater shows are there. Goodness, it's that those are that old. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> but, um, of VCR, speaking of VCRs and DVDs, right? Mm, that's it. Yeah, when when it was still a DVD era for Beyond before before everything was streaming. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a beautiful ride, and it gave me all this experience that now I'm able to contribute more on the you know, other, from the other side of the camera or the other side of the curtain and just, you know, help nurture the next generation and all, all like the up and comers, the limitless dojo. I'm always happy to lend an ear for them. If they ask me to watch matches, it's, it's, it's cont still a great ride in independent wrestling for me. And for those, uh, there's another thing we talked about before the show. If for those that, uh, want to go back in the limitless podcast archives and hear a little bit about main wrestling history, um, January 23rd, 2021, show that uh, Randy hosted uh, with a, the one and only Eric Johnson. And they talked about some of the losses that they had, uh, uh, some of the you know talents that, that uh, sadly departed last year. And it was just, it was a real like interesting history lesson for some people that may not know a little bit about IWE. And it was, uh, it was really fascinating. I had never heard before. I just happened to listen to it the other day. And uh, Randy did really, I told you, you did a really good job of that. You and Eric, that was uh, two guys just shooting the shit. It was perfect. Thank you. Um, and I think uh, I think there'll be a couple more interviews probably by the end of the year. I think we spoke about it a couple weeks ago, but um, there's one actually in the can that's going to come probably within the next two or three weeks. It'll be released. So um, I think we'll have a couple interviews to close the year on this podcast as well. It's something that we're trying to get back in the flow of things with. But uh, I got a, got, got a lot of good feedback on that episode, and I'm happy to hear it because it's definitely something that I would like to do long form with Eric sometime and just talk specifically about like main wrestling in the scene, because I think uh, throughout the time frame that he was a part of it, especially as a promoter, which was from 2008 to end of 2016, early 2017. I think a lot of the people who are attending shows in that realm are still attending shows now and would love to hear something like that. So uh, maybe that's something we'll do at some point as well. 
Nice. Nice. Uh, two other quick plugs, shout outs before we go. Uh, obviously I mentioned my interview with Alec price. You can hear for free wrestling observer.com. You can go to my Twitter, J O S H N A S O N. Uh, also Alec has been uh, great in retweeting that as well. And we'll do that a little bit, uh, as we get closer to next week too, because it's a, he's got a great story and it's, uh, I, I had interviewed almost a year ago, Christian Casanova, um, for the observer sakes. I just, I, I saw him at limitless shows and I'm like this, there's something, there's something here. And obviously other people clearly saw that as well. Four months later, he got signed. Uh, Alec is, uh, I think he's on the same trajectory. He's got big things ahead of him and obviously a big opportunity coming up against Anthony green, but he's a good story. And, and yeah, I, I think you guys will like that. If you don't know, if you want to know a bit more about Alec price, check that out. And also Randy, I didn't even tell you this. You actually may have known this a long time. Limitless fan has just retired after 40 years with the state of Maine, Philip Lane, who is a constant at, at front row taking his pictures and uh, with his old school camera and all that. He is, uh, he's been sending in arena reports from main venues, uh, for every promotion you can imagine since I can remember. And, uh, he, yeah, I heard he, uh, he just retired last week at 40 years with the state. So shout out to Philip Lane, a long time limitless wrestling fan. Yes. Shout out to him. He gave me an awesome uh, custom Limitless Wrestling mask, actually, a few months ago. Um, he's given me a custom Limitless mouse pad before. Uh, he's been at pretty much, I, th- I think he's been at every show since we've come back and has been uh, to a lot of shows in the Yarmouth era and throughout the years. And uh, certainly congratulations to him um, retiring. And that, that just means more time for shows. I, I hope he's geared up for that. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. For 40 years ago, I was, I was three. Randy, I know you weren't even born yet. Johnny, how, how old, how old are you? I'm 32. Oh boy. You young, you young kids. Unbelievable. <laughs> Philip and I, the old men in the room, I guess, boy, unbelievable. Uh, uh Johnny, where do people uh, follow you on, on the social media? Oh, you can find me at a uh, concept JT on Twitter and Instagram. Good stuff. And then Randy Carver, you can find me at Randy underscore Carver LW on Twitter Gave my uh, information as well. Again, at LWMain on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. And then YouTube, over 925,000 subscribers, 345 million views. If you can't get enough Limitless, just hit the play button. You'll find something you like. And Randy, anything else to, to plug or are we, are we good? No, I think that'll be it. Uh, we'll be back with a full preview of prize possession next week. And real quick. We got to do it. Ask Limitless. I'm getting kind of, I, I want to do my first one at some point. So we got to start playing that out. So maybe people can start thinking up their questions and we'll, uh, we'll hit that up in the future. Huh? Well, maybe, I mean, we've, we've covered half the card this week, so yeah. maybe we could do a little ask Limitless next week. All right, let's do let's, it. So let's, with, they, let's pile it up. We'll do a double episode. We'll still keep it under an hour and it'll be tight. Okay. So where do they send in their questions? So uh, we'll, as we usually do for these, uh, we'll get the podcast out there first and then, as we get cl- probably sometime this weekend, uh, look on socials. We always use the hashtag Ask Limitless. So even if you just listen to this and you want to throw it out there now, just tweet it out. Use the hashtag Ask Limitless. If you're not a Twitter user, don't worry. Uh, you can send it by email if you want, limitlesswrestling at yahoo.com, or we're going to put out a Facebook post as well for any questions that anyone has. So uh, there's multiple places you can send your questions. Send them whenever you want or put them on the post when we put them out there. And uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And uh, for Randy, for Johnny, I'm Josh Nason. Until next time, support your local indie.